Welcome back to the Metric Stack Podcast. I'm joined today by Jeremy Moser, founder and CEO at Usurp, one of the hottest SEO and digital PR agencies. They boast clients such as BigCommerce, Freshworks, and Monday.com. Jeremy is also an entrepreneur.com leadership network advisor. My name is Alan Villa, co-founder and CEO at Clifolio. Lauren Thibodeau, my co-host, is away this week. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to chat about some of this. Super. Sounds good. So for everybody listening today, we're talking about sales closing ratio. So Jeremy, maybe we can start with sort of a, the context. Who is this metric for? When should we be thinking about sales closing ratio? Yeah, it's a good question. So from an agency perspective, really what we see on our end, both sales and marketing teams should be really heavily involved in this metric overall. Um, it really gives you a good idea of obviously, you know, first and foremost, how sales teams are performing. Um, but it can also give you deep insights into the marketing side of things and how sales qualified leads are coming in. Are they actually sales qualified? What the quality of them are? Um, it gives you an idea of, you know, what is your current sales cycle? So you really need to be in tune with both marketing and sales teams. And then obviously anyone from the executive team that needs to be involved, uh, you know, in further growth of the business should definitely be considerate of a sales closing ratio because it can give you those key insights from an executive decision-making standpoint, whether you need to make some changes in strategy and personnel or how you need to shift some things in your business overall. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty fundamental ratio or a pretty fundamental metric. Uh, let's define it a little bit more because I know that people can track this from the first lead that comes in the door. I mean, they could even track it if you go up the funnel, you know, from website visitors to one business, right? So at what point does, you know, the, this ratio actually start making sense, right? Are you looking at leads, MQLs, SQLs, opportunities, prospects? Um, where do you start looking at that ratio specifically to the one customers you're getting? Yeah, absolutely. It can definitely be complex, as you mentioned, like depending on your sales cycle length, how long you typically engage with a prospect in your funnel, all these kind of different metrics will play into this. And I think, you know, what we've found to be the best in terms of standardizing it is really basing it off of how many proposals you've sent. Um, so this is from like an agency service perspective. If you're talking about something more along the lines of like SaaS and enterprise sales, it could be maybe how many demos you've booked or anything along those lines. Um, we really see that as a better metric overall because um, it just gives you a good insight of these folks are really primed to convert overall versus maybe someone who's just entering the funnel as a sales qualified lead. They're probably very early in the stage. And so if your sales cycle is, let's say, three, four, even up to five, six months long, if you're in a service space, um, your, your metrics there can get quite distorted on what your actual sales closing ratio is. So we prefer to use the metric, as mentioned, when you're in the stage of, okay, this month we sent out 20 proposals. We expect those to convert um, at a certain percentage. And so that's where we see the metric being most useful, at least from an agency perspective. So it probably the onus is up to every company that's going to measure this to clearly define at what point in that sales funnel you actually say, okay, this is the point at which we're going to say we're going to measure the ratio between the proposals or the opportunities or whatever that definition is and the one customers. And I mean, I think if you look at, if you look at other metrics like, you know, lead to win ratio, that's totally legit. Uh, SQL to, to one ratio, that's totally legit. But we're, we're really talking about a very qualified sales opportunity and how efficiently your sales staff are closing that. Is that right? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's the way we prefer to track it. Because as I mentioned, if your sales cycle is pretty long, uh, it gets a little bit sticky on how you actually measure that on a month-to-month basis. So for example, Mm -hmm. if a lead comes in your pipeline, uh, it could be three months before you'd expect them to even have a decision made on some sort of service, right? So if you're if you're trying to ana- analyze this on a month-to-month basis, see how things are performing, try to make enough changes so that you can drive future impact, it gets really cloudy and murky in terms of, is this ratio actually accurate? How many mm-hmm. of these are, were expected to close? If you look at a given month, maybe it says zero have closed from those sales qualified leads. When in reality, you extrapolate that to, let's say, three, four months, then your ratio starts to normalize. Um, So we really like to see that done from, as I mentioned, the proposal stage, because then you can see really Mm -hmm. on a monthly basis how accurate some of that is, and you can make faster decisions. So just looking at your um, process, how long is it for you guys to go from, from proposal to a one on average? Yeah, that, it, it really does depend for us. And it'll usually range from anywhere from a few days to a few weeks on average. Mm-hmm. So we should see if we're giving out proposals, we like to minimize, you know, we can talk further about this, but we like to minimize <clears throat> the amount of proposals that we give um, and really be selective on who we're giving those proposals to based mm-hmm. on who, A, you know, who we think we can help the most, but B, who we think is actually highest in terms of a lead score metric. So a lead scoring is, is something we really heavily uh, track side by side to something like this uh, sales closing ratio to know that, you know, are the sales qualified leads that we're giving proposals to, are they even qualified to get those proposals in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, are they a good fit for us overall? Do they have the budget? Are they ready to move forward quickly? All of these things can really impact your closing ratio. Um, and it's something you want to take into account. So we we typically see that be anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks is average for us. Um, but then again, you know, we limit who we give a proposal to based on mm-hmm. a lot of those factors I just mentioned. Yeah, no, that's really helpful. And I mean, the the idea of of what the timing is 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 helpful because otherwise, if if there's too if there's too much time that passes, you know, the the correlation between well, what happened and you know, are we still doing the right strategy starts becoming a little bit more weak. Now, I love the idea that you're also looking at correlated metrics like the lead score. So you can evaluate, well, we had a drop in the sales close ratio. Well, well was that because we had a different level of, of engagement score or, or lead quality score? Or did we have a different marketing campaign that was bringing in the wrong type of traffic? So I think all of those things are really important. Are there certain things, certain lessons out of that that you've learned, or you, you can say, you know, do this, you know, to make sure that there's a consistent uptick in the, the sales conversion score? Yeah, super good question. You know, I think this overall really pairs with a few key metrics that can give you sort of an idea of where to go and how to increase that sales close ratio. Things like, you know, how many booked appointments do you have? um, And the ratio of attended meetings to that gives you an idea Mm -hmm. of, okay, these are really good quality sales leads that are coming in. So again, this goes back to the marketing side of things where you want your sales and marketing teams to be really aligned on here's the amount of leads that are coming in. Here's the sources they come from. Here's the quality driven by those sources. So obviously some channels are going to have better quality leads than others from your marketing side of things. And that's going to give you really key insights onto, okay, maybe these ones are ready to convert faster, depending on what stage of the funnel they came in. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of kind of good before metrics that you can determine there. Um, There's also some after metrics in the sense of once one of those sales has closed from that sales closing ratio, how do you identify uh, you know, the value of those and then track that back to some of those initial metrics? So we're talking things like you know, lifetime value, maybe how long they stay, depending on if this is a service or software, 
Um, you know, those metrics are really key to understand, okay, if, even if you got a, a high sales closing ratio, how long are these leads staying with you overall? What's their lifetime value? Um, you know, that can give you some really key insights to determine, okay, these leads maybe weren't even primed to convert in the first place if they're churning very highly. Um, so I recommend taking it on like a case by case basis and really seeing, uh, you know, you need a good amount of leads in the pipeline to make sure that any changes you're making are statistically significant, obviously. You don't want to base too much of uh, any hunches on just a couple leads here and there. You really want to try to hone in on and identify and say, okay, we had 200 leads this month, X amount closed. Um, you know, let's this next month, let's try to change up. Maybe it's the proposal or the way we present it, the deck that we use, the messaging. Um, really, you know, trying to identify what is the difference there, what's the differential and the key component that's making you close either at a higher or lower rate. You know, Jeremy, there's some amazing insights there. So let me just pause and sort of take some of those out because I think a lot of people very naturally look at the funnel and look at those leading indicators or those metrics that come ahead of the metric that you're tracking. So if you're tracking this close ratio right now, yeah, obviously you're looking at how many leads leads got into the funnel, how many turned into, you know, marketing qualified, what was the quality of those? But very few people actually then take it further and then analyze, well, what happened to those leads or those closed one deals after the fact? And I think that's really, really important. I think oftentimes that's where there's probably even more learning because you may be having a great close ratio, but you're right. What if those customers are only sticking around for six months? You know, maybe if that's half of what they used to, used to be, who cares about what your ratio is? You're not getting the revenue that you should have been expecting. So I think looking at those cohorts and really understanding, well, what actually happened down the road, six months or 12 months down the road is actually really important. How else, how else do you usually look at segmenting the data? And I think you mentioned a few things like different channels, but how else do you segment this or, or compare it across uh, the metric? Yeah, absolutely. So we like to look at it in a few different ways. Uh, we tend to separate it depending on how big your sales team is. You can look at the division of Let's say you had 100 leads come in this month and maybe you have two sales reps on your team. You can kind of look at a division there based on obviously the sales rep themselves to see mm-hmm. what kind of strategies they're using with those given leads. What's their individual messaging or way that they communicate the value of uh, what you're offering to a given lead in that month? It's a good key way to segment uh, mm-hmm. obviously the performance of a good salesperson. Um, but again, you should obviously take that into account with A, how many leads are coming in the door per month so that you have some sort of statistical significance there. So you're not making Mm -hmm. kind of rash decisions on like this month, you know, the salesperson didn't close as much. So we got to get rid of them is usually not uh, the key factor at play. And it's usually coming down to what channels are these leads coming from? Were they even ready for kind of that proposal stage in the first place? So we like to look at kind of those as two. Yeah. And I've, I've seen that. I've seen that pitfall so many times where you try to evaluate your sales reps evenly, right? But at the end of the day, this sales rep is um, getting leads from this geography, right? This sales rep is getting it from that geography. And those geographies may be very different in the way they work through the funnel. So you're absolutely right. Like, make sure you're evaluating them, but understand the context behind it. Completely. Yeah, absolutely. So are there any benchmarks that you can think of when looking at this? I know that everybody always asks about benchmarks, and I think we, we do have to treat this with a grain of salt because everybody's close ratio might 
actually not might is probably very likely different from another company's. But are there any sort of guiding principles you can give us that that point people in the right direction? Yeah, totally. Especially in the agency space, a lot of it will be super varied depending <laughs> on uh, what kind of service you're selling. Like, is this a long term commitment thing where? Uh, let's say, you know, a client of yours, an ideal client has to be on for six, 12 months as a minimum commitment. Is this a month to month or a one-off project? Those are all going to kind of affect your closing ratios overall. Um, so obviously, as you go on the higher end of pricing, as you go on the higher end of commitment levels, your closing ratios are going to dip there, but there always is kind of that baseline that you want to obtain there. We usually find that to be somewhere around like the 25% mark, depending on obviously some of these factors there. Um, and you start to get a little bit of an insight too, if you're going way above that close ratio, if you're closing too many, um, you're probably undercharging for some of your service. So you get some really key insights there. And then if you're you know, seeing those close rates really dip below what you maintain as kind of a consistent average over time, that again, too, gives you insights on, okay, what did we potentially change in marketing that drove less of these qualified leads, or maybe it drove the same amount of leads that month, but they were just less qualified overall. So maybe they shouldn't have even made it that far in the funnel. Um, so there's some really good key insights you can get from that. Um, and as you mentioned, the, the closing ratio can vary so heavily dependent on if this is like a pretty entry-level software or are we selling super high ticket services. Uh, but we generally like to see you know somewhere around that 20 to 25% mark on average. And we you know ideally, that's a little bit higher it could be a little bit lower though, depending on kind of that traditional sales cycle or, or kind of the ask that you're giving those folks. Yeah. And I think that's good advice to, 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 you know, all companies that are tracking any, any of their metrics as well, make sure that there is an understanding of what the industry benchmark is, but more specifically understand what your historical trends are, right. And, and key against those to understand, are you over or underperforming? Is there different segmentation or learning inside of that data? So that all makes perfect sense. So you're tracking your metrics. You've, you've got a sort of a historical understanding. What's happening right now in the market? Are you seeing, like with the economic uncertainty, um, are you seeing that those numbers are, are shifting or softening? You know, are, are, are people looking at this differently? Or are there any insights that you can say there's an opportunity here or opportunity here to, sh to shift how your salespeople are, are looking at this, uh, this ratio? Yeah, totally. It's a it's a really prevalent thing right now to take into account with your sales closing ratio is that sales cycles right now, at least what we're seeing on the agency side of things are getting the sales cycle is becoming a lot longer than it used to be. And so again, this goes back to the initial way that you're tracking these metrics, right? So if you're looking at a sales qualified lead coming in the door and you're taking that as kind of the baseline and then also taking closed leads, um, then you're going to really see that that ratio drop significantly because, as I mm -hmm. mentioned, the, the sales cycles are shifting from maybe folks came in the door, they made a decision within a month, two months. Maybe now it's getting pushed out to three, four, five, six months on average. Well, I mean, I think we've got on top of that, we've got summer, um, you know, the economic uncertainty, but 100 percent. Right. All of these things that you think are norms, again, context changes and you have to adjust with that as well. Completely. And you also tend to see a lot of this too, like later in the year, if you're pushing around like the holidays, obviously folks are out getting meetings booked is much more difficult. Folks are not really ready to make a decision yet for the next year. No one's really thinking about this type of stuff. And as you mentioned too, summer is a big play. A lot of folks are out of office taking vacation. So a lot of that does come into account and you really need to solidify what actually is the sales closing ratio for us. 
And as I mentioned, we find that best metric to be tracked is how many proposals are you sending out? Because that gives you obviously the best idea of folks that were kind of ready to go in the first place versus maybe they just came in the funnel, but you know now they're on vacation for two months and that's going to distort heavily on the metric that you're trying to track. That's amazing. So Jeremy, maybe in, in closing, um, maybe you can sort of sum this up. Like, first of all, why was this the metric that you chose to talk about? Like, why is this the one? And is there any insight or advice that you can give somebody who want, wants to track this as well? Yeah, it's really, you know, a really powerful metric when you're running a service-based business. I think it just gives you really clear insights from almost all perspectives of your funnel from kind of the start of marketing to the finish of, of closing a lead, but also even the after effects, right? Of we got this person in the door. Okay, now did we deliver on our promises? Did the salesperson make specific promises that we could hit and we could achieve? Um, you can see some of that by like churn and how long they stay, what their lifetime value is. I think this metric has really good tie-ins to pretty much all other metrics in your funnel that you should be tracking, right? It gives you really good ideas of how to pivot if your marketing strategy is not working, if the leads that are coming in are just low quality overall. There's just kind of so many branches from the tree, so to speak, where you can reach out and say, okay, you know, this is probably impacting the ratio. If our ratio dips below this, we need to look into X, Y, Z metrics over here. There's a lot of kind of tie-ins to the general business as a whole. Um, and I think it's a really powerful metric if you're, you know, whether you're on a marketing team, a sales team, or an executive team. Jeremy Moser, everybody, CEO at Yerps, uh, talking about sales closing ratio. Jeremy, this was fantastic. I love how this is such a central metric that has impact ahead in the, the marketing funnel, impact afterwards in the lifetime value of the customers, and really can tell you a lot about the health of your entire value proposition. So again, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This has been fantastic. If you enjoyed today's conversation about metrics and data, be sure to check out Metric HQ, our online resource for the metrics that matter most to you and your business.